This is Rumble Strip by Merica Heilman. For the past few months, I've been working on a podcast series with Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn of the band Sylvanesso. The podcast series coincides with the release of their new album, Free Love. This podcast was an experiment. The interviews were recorded over the phone during COVID, on back porches at night, by rivers, in fields, and sometimes in closets. Nick and Amelia were not interested in a standard set of questions about how they make their songs or what their songs are about. Instead, we talked about the Higgs boson and about getting ready for parties when you're 23. We talked about love in second grade, what it might feel like to be a tree. In other words, stories that cause songs. The series is called Shaking Out the Numb, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. This is the first show in the series. It's called Ring. Welcome. Erica? Hey. How you doing? Good. Did you finish the soup? Well, the soup is currently cooking. The matzo balls are simmering. I've never made matzo ball soup. I don't even know how to pronounce it, whether it's matzo or matza. I think that's open to interpretation, but I'm also saying that as a non-Jew. So I, Wh- I What do you say? Matzo? Matzo ball? Matzo. Um, I was given to understand that you were not much of a cook. Who told you that? <laughs> Talk here if I do this. Okay, so this is what it's going to sound like. And that's that. That's Nick Sanborn on his porch at night and Amelia Meath walking along the Eno River outside Durham, North Carolina. And this is a podcast called Shaking Out the Numb. Together, Nick and Amelia are the band Sylvanesso, which just came out with a new record called Free Love, and so we decided to make a podcast about it. Or not it exactly, but stories and ideas and shards of ideas that come up out of the music they make. They told me about the trees and frogs and rivers where they are, and Nick's visit to a machine that smashed atoms and shaped what we understand about space and time. And all of these stories were bounced to me in Vermont from a satellite orbiting the Earth. Here's Nick. I don't know when I first heard of the Higgs boson. It was kind of one of those uh, physics white whales. You know, like the number E or other uh, mystical natural phenomena that we are aware is there, but are so mysterious and, and unknowable. They kind of garner their own cult of kind of romance and personality in non-scientists. It didn't really become something I spent a lot of time thinking about until my friend Brent asked me to be a part of his musical about it. And as a part of the research for that, we all got to be one of the first groups of civilians to visit the Tevatron. And the Tevatron is uh, a, a now decommissioned Large Hadron Collider, which means it's this giant circular tunnel like a a tunnel that's a loop underground in northern Illinois. And the purpose of it was to shoot tiny particles round and around as, as fast as we could and then smash them into each other in the hopes that in breaking them apart, we would find the smallest bits of matter and physics 
that, that we could find. Oh, there's a tiny little baby frog. Oh, don't worry, the world is so... It's like the whole world is a giant bus. So I remember we all got on a bus, and you kind of cross this hill, and you see this giant herd of buffalo. Because the, the man who, who conceptualized the Tevatron decided that he needed to remind everyone who's coming there that they were embarking on a new frontier. I found a snail. And to him, the American bison was the ultimate symbol of the American frontier. Oh, you snail. And that, the herd of bison is still there. <laughs> cedar. They're cedar trees. They're cedars and a lot of big oaks. So you, you, you come across this thing and there's this giant circle plane. It was this place picked for being flat and in the middle of nowhere. So you, you came through this fence or along this ridge. I remember that, that there was a reveal of this central plane and it was very obviously a circle, a, a giant circle. Then we went down to see the Tevatron. We went deep underground, and we emerged in this, this giant open space that's almost entirely feel, filled with this massive tube. And you can see it curving away in both directions. So you can tell that we're, on the, we're just seeing part of the circle. Like the... Flaky, it was like going flaky. into a, uh, like a, like a pyramid. This guy is uh, white. What I picture is this giant gun that they shoot these these tiny, tiny particles out of, like like smaller than light. And they, there's a field in this in this tunnel that causes them to to curve around and accelerate so that they can just keep going faster and faster with nothing in their way. This stream of minutia uh, racing like faster than the speed of light and then smashing spectacularly into, into a, another tiny, tiny, tiny thing and exploding. Did it work? It did. It did? It did. It's a ring, I'm running around it, babe. It's a ring, it's safety and dangerous. It's a frequency we're hearing our sleep. It's a ringing thing. So after we go in, we're welcomed into this room where we're able to ask scientists questions and one of us asked you know how would you feel if you guys found it like what does the buildup feel like and he, he kind of said that there isn't we don't really get to have an aha moment like if we're going to find it we will slowly narrow down a set of, of results until we realize, until we prove that it's there. You just work and work and work at something 
until it's there or it isn't. And, and I, there is something I, I just, I don't know what it was. I think about that guy all the time. Like that was a shift in like the way I saw accomplishment. You know what I mean? I think, I think when, especially when I was, when I had much less to show for myself than I am luckily do now, I think there's always a fantasy that the difference between you and somebody who's quote unquote made it is some lucky moment. And that's occasionally true, but for the vast majority of people, that's not true. It's just work. You're just working. And then you get there or you don't get there. And every once in a while, one of us will write a song in five minutes that's one of the best things we've ever done. But the vast majority of the time, we're sitting and chipping away at something and we know it's there. We can hear it at the edge of something. but. There's no eureka. The, the way more often than not, we're sitting there and chipping away until we we fully realize the idea. And and the final moment is is almost never a congratulatory putting the final piece of the puzzle into the puzzle and high-fiving. You don't figure it out until later. Or like But that doesn't make it any less magical. You know what I mean? Oh, hang on, my timer's going off. My my matzo balls are ready. Now I'm now I'm coming up along the Eno. This trail runs along the Eno River. I'm gonna go up and get the sound of the water. Here. When I saw you from across the bar, it occurred to me we never. Floating back upwards Oh, never kept on ringing, ringing Though I never used the word It's a ring I'm running around it, babe It's a ring It's safety and dangerous It's a frequency It's a ring
was Nick Sanborn and Amelia Meath. The song is called Ring from their new record, Free Love, which is out now. Go to sylvanesso.com for more. I'm Erica Heilman. Thanks a lot for listening.